at the head of a brutal and humiliating week, Jesus' power and authority is celebrated with a triumphal entry into Jerusalem. For such a triumphal entry, it's a little slim on pageantry. Jesus isn't riding a great stallion. There are no armed battalions or beribboned banners announcing his arrival. Instead, he sits upon a borrowed colt. The disciples sing praises to God as Jesus comes into view, but according to Luke, they have no palms to wave in triumph, no we're number one foam fingers to shake as if at a ballpark. Instead, Luke tells us, the crowd removes the cloaks from their backs to spread upon the dusty road. What an image. Old garments rolled out in a patchwork red carpet welcome. I've always thought of the Palm Sunday procession as one of jubilant noise, and surely there was that in the singing of Hosanna's. But when I stop to imagine one person after another removing their own cloak and bending down to lay it before Jesus as he passed by, the gorgeous humility of that gesture speaks to me of a hushed awe as well. However it may have happened, Jesus then continued down from the Mount of Olives until he drew near the city where Luke tells us he wept over it. It was both a literal and figurative downhill ride to Jerusalem. It does not look like what we have come to expect when we hear of triumph. There are no high fives, no victory speeches. Perhaps we might back up a bit to appreciate the triumph of this day. What if it didn't begin with a colt on the Mount of Olives? What if it began with Mary saying to the angel, let it be? With those words, she opens her womb, the world, and all of humanity to God's entering human life and history in a physical, tangible, and supremely personal way. If we limit the triumphal entry to Jesus riding a colt from the Mount of Olives to Jerusalem, we may miss the very good news of this day. The triumphal entry is bigger than that. It continues. It's happening in every place and moment of our lives. God's entry into human life and history is the triumphal entry. Jesus' movement from Mary's womb to Bethlehem's manger is a triumphal entry. Every point where Jesus' life and ministry intersects with the reality of our lives becomes a point of triumphal entry. The triumphal entry is Jesus bringing good news to the poor, healing the brokenhearted, giving sight to the blind, release to the captive, letting the oppressed go free. The triumphal entry is Jesus including the outcast, setting a place at the banquet for the least likely, forgiving sinners, loving the enemy, giving life to the dead. Everywhere he goes, Jesus invites us to strip away all we use to conceal our brokenness, our complicity with unjust systems, everywhere he, and our sins. Everywhere he goes, he reveals new life, new hope, new 
possibilities. When Jesus enters our lives, he does not offer to pluck us out of the difficult and painful circumstances of our lives any more more than he entered Jerusalem leveraging military might and political power to reverse and correct the things that he saw and that made him weep. Instead, Jesus offers himself. He offers all that he is and all that he has. He holds nothing back. Our instinct is to see triumph as self-preservation, somehow avoiding the pain and shame and sorrow that comes our way. But for Jesus, triumph is standing with us as we face what we so hope to escape. His triumph comes as he enters the very places we would avoid and reveals there God's transformative presence, healing life and love. But Jesus enters those places only if we let him. It is here that Luke's detail, that crowd taking off their cloaks and laying them down before Jesus on the colt, that catches my eye. A cloak, of course, is a garment, but we use the same word, don't we, as a metaphor for concealing all sorts of things. We, we cloak our attitudes and our intentions, our impressions of this or that. We cloak all kinds of truth. We have cloaked our lives in something at one time or another, fear, anger, guilt, regret, hurt, control and power, sorrow, perfectionism, prejudice, pride, privilege, the need for approval. Each one of us could add to that list. Most of us probably wear more than one. To the extent that we cloak, cover up, and hide our vulnerabilities, the tender, broken, or painful places of our lives, we deny the triumphal entry. To the extent we draw our own cloaks tight around us to insulate us from our neighbor's pain or need, we deny the triumphal entry. Each cloak we don distances us from God, from each other, and from our own true nature. By the end of that holy week, Jesus would lay down his life for us. What if we instead were to put on the mind of Christ, entering into and embracing the vulnerability, risk, and suffering of our world? What if, instead of waving palm fronds, we were to pay homage by casting off and laying down before Jesus the things that insulate us from our own pain or the pain of others, the things that isolate us from God and one another? What if we made way for Christ's triumphal entry into our lives and our world today? Amen.